0: Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, you name it, plus a couple of less productive approaches. After two decades of coming up short, I realized I was focused on the wrong thing. Instead of trying to fill those holes, I have learned that building a life around them is a much more worthy goal. A major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a compassionate environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from ourselves and others and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. Thank you for joining this episode of the Healing Path. Today, I'm chatting about a post that I call Monster Syndrome. Since it was just Halloween, this seems like a perfect time to talk about monster syndrome. No, monster syndrome is not a diagnosis you will find in the DSM. It's more like my own take on a dynamic I think can get us into trouble. I use the phrase quote-unquote monster syndrome to refer to any time we see abhorrent behavior by an individual and assign the title of monster to the person that carried it out. For example, we may notice someone using poor judgment, aggressive language, or taking advantage of someone. We may bear witness to bullying, cheating, and otherwise abusive behavior. We all say the wrong thing sometimes or act in a way we later wish we hadn't. When that happens, we may apologize or at least make a plan to choose an alternative behavior next time. But what about when an action someone takes is so egregious that we forget the offender's human and assign them the title of being a monster? We can agree that some actions truly are unconscionable. We may have a hard time understanding how any adult, for example, could make fun of a disabled person. It may shock us to hear the language used to describe the entitlement and bigotry that portions of our human race view as dinner table banter. We may learn of abuse, manipulation, greed, or just plain inexcusable acts that rock our hearts and our minds. But in my opinion, we have to proceed with caution when we stand in judgment of another. It is one thing to recognize that someone is not acting as the best version of themselves. As I said, we humans are guilty of making bad calls, but it is another thing entirely to dismiss another person as a monster, evil, toxic, or just a bad apple. The latter kind of gives us a free pass to write off bad actions by a specific person by deciding that that person, not the action, is the problem. I do not disagree that there are folks in the world who repeatedly offend the humanity of our world, our planet, and our very freedom. I am not interested in becoming best friends with them or even breaking bread together. However, when we dismiss someone as a monster, we fail to ask the important questions that protect us, others, and even that person from future harm. If we know someone has off-kilter judgment, or maybe just seems like a jerk, we don't want to expose ourselves to that type of an environment. Boundaries are critical. But failing to recognize how that human got to be the jerk robs us of the chance to perhaps see something in ourselves that may need work, or at the very least, help prevent further damage originating from them. There's a powerful newer book titled, What Happened to You? It's written by Dr. Bruce Perry and Oprah Winfrey, and I blogged about it a while back. It challenges us to resist the inclination to see something terrible and say, what's wrong with you? And leave it at that. The book, which includes conversations on trauma, resilience, and healing, highlights the importance of understanding where a behavior comes from in order to combat its expansion. By asking additional questions like, what happened to you? We get a shot at understanding the full landscape. Anytime we fail to see the humanity in others, we take a chance that we are missing some component of their own suffering. The major risk is that relegating quote-unquote monsters to the shadows and not seeing the bigger picture is like putting bacteria in a Petri dish, then a shoebox, then the closet, turning out the lights, and locking the door. Without oversight and insight, Who knows what further evil is growing in there and in the alleged monster. As I said, personal boundaries and safety should absolutely be our highest priorities. I'm not suggesting that we allow ourselves or others to be treated badly or abusively. But I am saying that humans are not born as abusers and monsters. Something happens along the way. And unless and until we open the hood, take a look at the failing engine, and see what's there, we have no real way to thwart the impending dysfunction. Next time you're hurt, offended, or shocked by something deemed unconscionable, resist the temptation to write that person off as a monster. Are there any redeeming things about the person that suggest this was not their best day? Pro tip. Remember, hatred is learned, not an eat, and that we are born to love and create, not to destroy. Then see if there's a window of understanding into why the person acted the way they did. Understanding the origin of someone's action is not the same as excusing it. Getting context is not a permission slip for the offender to escape accountability. It's more of a due diligence thing so we have all the info we can when making judgments about what, if any, role we would want that person to play in our lives. Sometimes we can just change the channel or stop reading, but if the person is well known to us, a colleague or even a family member, we might not have that luxury. Before you deem someone worthy of the title monster, make sure there's nothing in your own real of life's past actions that could be interpreted as evil, then say a silent prayer, if you're so inspired, that the Petri dish does not continue to flourish in the dark and have compassion for whatever brought the evil out of that individual to begin with. So thanks for checking out this episode of The Healing Path. I truly do think that we are doing a disservice service to ourselves and others, when we are quick to judge a person as just being a bad apple. It keeps us from understanding how that person came to be and why they make the decisions that they do. And I would stress that, again, it's not a matter of exposing ourselves to abusive behavior, to unkind, unconsiderate, or toxic actions by another person. Our boundaries must be crystal clear, and we do need to make choices to keep ourselves safe and protected, as well as our hearts, not just our our physical selves, but just our emotions. However, if we assign someone a title that dismisses them, we don't only dismiss that behavior, but we almost give them license to keep keep on going and going in the direction that they've ended up on. So thanks for listening to this episode of The Healing Path. Hopefully some part of this has been thought-provoking or valuable. And the next time you think about (laughs) calling someone a jerk, um, definitely taking that step back and just having that little curiosity pop in. What, What happened to them? Uh, please visit lisamcfarland.com for more on this and other posts. Of course, I love to get your feedback and comments in the comment section. And also I'm thrilled to share that our digital support community called Scars to Metals will be launched in early 2022. That's S-C A-R-S, the number two in the word metals M-E-D-A-L-S. Until next time, stay present, stay grateful and stay healing. And as always, thank you for listening.